Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a miracle made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made, come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Fake the Nation, episode 201. Hello, hello. Welcome to Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about politics, and where we ask our therapist, just out of curiosity, of course, does anxiety have physical symptoms? Like, what if you just start hearing your heartbeat in your chest? Is that a thing? I am your host, Nikki Farsad. It's near the end of Ramadan. May 23rd marks the end. So reach out to your muzzies and wish them a happy aid. Today, we're going to talk about COVID things, naturally. We'll also talk about female leaders and the singles couples divide. Is it real? And I'm so excited by our uh, first panelist. This is the first time she's been on the show. We're so, so lucky to have her. She's a writer. She's a comedian. You can see her on Tuning Out the News, um, and uh, which is a, a fantastic news show that I'm excited about. Uh, you guys, it's Z-Way Famuto. Hi there. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. And coming back to the show, you know him, you love him. Uh, he's uh, He's been on HBO, he's been on Showtime. I've seen him fucking murder audiences live. Uh, God, and he's, he's one of those people from Texas who still likes um, women's rights, you know? Or sorry, <laughs> reproductive rights. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to denigrate people no, from Texas. I'm like uh, a unicorn. Not at it. all. <laughs> <laughs> he's the host of the podcast, I'll Leave You With This. And he's my friend, Dustin Chafin. Hey, Dustin. Hey, hey, Nagin. So great to see you. 
Wow. Oh, absolutely. My oh my God. It's been a minute, you guys. Yes. Actually, Dustin, I think you're one of the last comedians I saw in person, I really? think, at uh, at Greenwich Village uh, Comedy Club. Was I there? I might have been out of town. I think Leah might have been the last. Oh, maybe yeah. Leah was the last. Yeah, you were yeah, hosting. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, right, right, right. That's right. That's right. But I see, but I, but I'm used to seeing Dustin a fair amount yeah. and it's just been a, a Dustinless world, which is not good. <laughs> Never. Um, <laughs> you guys, let us get started with topic number one. So I, before we really get into it, I wanted to share a couple of random notes. First of all, Mitch McConnell initially said that Obama didn't leave behind a pandemic plan, which was obviously false. And then weirdly, <laughs> Mitch McConnell admitted that he was wrong and that there was a plan on Fox. It just seemed mm-hmm. like a weird upside down moment of honesty that I wanted to share from one of the worst people in America. Uh, but it just feels like a sign of hope. I don't know. Just a quick, is it weird to hear um, anyone in the GOP uh, like admit that they were wrong. I felt so weird. Nothing feels weird anymore from this administration. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if something w- seemed like it was reasonable and whatever, that would feel weird. Like if they said something that was fact, you know, that would be off. You know, right? <laughs> right. But what? This, that makes was sense? Fa- this is ridiculous. This was a factual <laughs> moment from Mitch McConnell. So crazy. Okay, and then here's another thing I wanted to mention uh, is that. Um, I know that I said that that was a sign of hope, but here's an update to shatter that hope. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the spate of inspector generals or inspectors general uh, that were fired by Donnie. Uh, Well, he's at it again. He fired yet another IG, this time the State Department Inspector General Steve Linick, who uh, wanted to investigate some possible wrongdoings uh, by Pompeo. Um, And we already talked about how the many firings that he already has done is an affront to democracy. So I just wanted to keep you guys looped in that the affront to democracy keeps affronting. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's the old adage, uh, bad at pandemic policy, great at firing watchdogs. You know, that's what we have. Um, Let us get into the real topic here in segment number one, though. Um, which is the fate of undocumented workers. They are not eligible for any of the federal aid, but in California, they're getting $500 checks. um, And uh, a lot of people are signing up and having trouble signing up. Uh, It's a $75 million cash assistance program that's awarded on a first-come, first-served basis. Of course, an hour after the phone lines were opened, uh, they crashed, which is something we know very well with um, state departments of labor that that have had services crash all over the place with unemployment filings. What do you think of California's move to offer some modicum of help to undocumented immigrants? Dustin? Uh, first of all, I feel like, you know, I'm a stand-up comic, which were kind of the immigrants of show business. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> we're underpaid. It's shady. A lot of it's under the table. You know, <laughs> it's just it's really all over the place. Um, with how we're treated. I mean, and being in this right now, I really have so much compassion for anyone. And I'm a big fan of immigrants coming over here and making America so much culture <laughs> and all those great things that they add to the to this place. So I, you know, I, you know, I'm always hawking my Venmo every five seconds. So I get it. You know, people <laughs> people need help. So I really have no problem. I can see people opposing it because of this patriotism crap that people fall into. But, uh, I also just know. want to point out for a quick second, uh, I don't mean to out you, but uh, Dustin has Native American heritage. And so uh, <laughs> I think it's especially interesting to hear your perspective when we're talking about immigrants and undocumented immigrants. Um, 
Yeah, in we're the that, only ones that aren't immigrants, actually. You're the <laughs> only ones that aren't immigrants. Shout out. Uh, so anyway, what do you think of California's move? Uh, great, but let's do more. I mean, it was a one-time check for $500 or like 1000 per household, right? Is that the case? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, it seems like I, I believe in universal basic income, so I think everybody should get a check. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> what are we, talking to fucking Andrew Yang here? Come on, hey. <laughs> Andrew Yang fan, did not actually. originate that idea. He did popularize it as well as popularizing a lot of other different ideas. He wasn't um, but I hear that he's running for he wants to run for mayor of New York. Did you guys read that? I, I mean, that was been rumored. Yeah, I, I'm so into the idea. I would, I, I, I would consider supporting that, depending on who else is running. I love the idea of just being like part of Yang Gang, like just being so fun <laughs> to say. Stand. It really is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really is. And you know, I actually I subscribe to his podcast. I also subscribe subscribe to Joe. To yeah, he yeah, Yang speaks. Uh, I also uh, subscribe to Joe Biden's podcast, which I have been pimping on this uh, podcast because at some point we've got to get excited about our nominee, and now is that point. But anyway, um, and, and and Andrew Yang, you know, is very much. Uh, uh, He's he's been sounding this alarm call that universal basic income uh, makes sense and would have you know stymied a little bit of the 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 flow of misery that's come from the pandemic. Uh, and I agree with you; like it's not enough five hundred dollars per it's individual, thousand dollars per household. It is. It is it's a beautiful it's thing. Something. But California, I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I'm grateful. You know, just to be in New York City, a sanctuary city. You know, much like you know a lot of California, where it's like, you know, they look out for the citizens. You know, yeah, sure. I think that's a you know that's not happening across the globe. You know, that's true. It's not happening across the globe. But I like to raise my standards. So that <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, well, let's try maybe maybe forty other states. That'd be a start. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, for, so so everyone uh, knows their numbers. There's a estimated 10.6 million undocumented immigrants in the United States. Two million of them uh, estimated are in California. So they have more than any other state of the union. So I'm glad that they took a stance on this. Um, other states like Oregon, Washington, and Massachusetts are starting to implement programs for undocumented immigrants. So they are, you know, so California is not the only one. Those certain the leader. Um, cities like New York City, Austin, Texas, and Tulsa are um, are also uh, funding um, initiatives. And I want to point out some. Yeah, isn't that surprising? Yeah, surprising. Um, Why? Have you been to Tulsa? You've been to Oklahoma? It's uh, a very red state. Did you watch the Tiger King? It is a red uh, Tiger state. King? It's Tiger King. That's what I, I watched the Tiger King. <laughs> I So I don't, like, do you guys ever read, like, James Baldwin? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So the, the the fire next time, like that's a, one of my favorite books of all time. I like the way that he talks about like the divide between the South and the North. Like he basically says that like the, what the South is today, the North could be tomorrow. So I try not to see the distinction between Southerns are backwards, Northerners are f- like forwards. I I really try. Oh um, just yeah, I mean my- the South in New York is Staten Island. So yeah, you're mm. absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's true. It's a swing. It's a swing district. It's a district we should be swinging. Um, totally. But uh, I, I want to point out something about the um, the fund that California has put together. It is a public and private mix of funds. Um, it's one of these things that's like, okay, it's fantastic that a bunch of um, foundations, foundations that, you know, were set up by billionaires either many, many, many years ago or recently um, were are putting in vast sums of money to be able to support undocumented immigrants. Again, love it, think it's great, but it's one of those... Why are billionaires 
and foundations that represent billionaires are are answer to social problems. You know what I mean? Like it shouldn't be that way. Like we should be able to just go to government and say, do it, help it, fix it. I also want to point out, you know, I have a couple of undocumented immigrant friends here in New York City and um, I've been really, really, really worried about them. And uh, and and I, I was researching the New York City initiative. It was so overwhelmed that they closed you know, they've, they've, they've reached the end of the fund, you know, um, mm. they've been, they doled out what they could dole out and hopefully they'll open a new fund. And I've seen that in, in, uh, in situations where it, with a lot of emergency relief funds that are coming through grants and stuff like that, they will have a second wave. So, you know, keep looking, keep Googling, but, um, you know, there were, they run out of money because it's not enough money. Um, so, so you're right. Now, my question for you guys, um, what do you say to people that think that this is money that should be used? Uh, these are taxpayer dollars in some case, in, in part. Um, what do you say to those people that, that, that say that money should not be used on illegal immigrants? Or they call them illegal immigrants. I call them undocumented immigrants. Amer- undocumented undocumented immigrants. Americans. Yeah. Well, they pay, some of them pay taxes. So, I mean, that's a hard question. Um, I think that ultimately, if everyone in the United States has like a basic living wage, we'll be better off as a country. Absolutely. The boats, all the boats rise with the tide. You ever heard that? That's like, that's, that's really what we're talking about. That, that, that um, adage is about global pandemics. Yeah. Also, this I mean, the infrastructure would fall apart if we didn't have immigrants. You know, they're doing a lot of jobs that there's no millennial would want to, you know, pick lettuce for, you know, in the fields for the amount of money they're paying them. And, you know, it's it's they should they do deserve fair wage. But it's like, you know, they're really just putting everything together in this country. I mean, there's so many things that they add to it and people, you know, that get automatically go to this patriotism of like, they're not, they're not legal and whatever. It's like, they don't want to do those jobs, you know? And I think it's really important to note that a lot of the cheap goods that we enjoy, uh, especially like when it comes to California, it being like the produce belt of the country, um, we enjoy cheap strawberries because it's being... Uh, because of the labor of undocumented immigrants who do not get paid a minimum wage, right? Like the 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 wage the the lower wages of undocumented immigrants keep our goods at a certain price, and we enjoy that those goods are at that low price, and we're pissed when they're not. Um, but we also so so we it. it we compartmentalize so much that we don't see the connection between these things, but, uh, but there certainly is a connection. Um, I also, uh, I want to, I want to also point out something. Ziwe, you mentioned that a lot of undocumented people do pay taxes. And I think this is a point that a lot of people don't fully understand. So I want to just explain quickly, you know, in terms of having there be a path to citizenship, a lot of these people do pay taxes so that there's a record of them being a good citizen um, and not uh, draining uh, public resources, but instead adding to them by being taxpayers. Um, so there and then and a lot of people are like, how could they even possibly pay taxes? They don't have Social Security numbers. 
Well, there is a way to pay taxes if you don't have a social security number. You can get an individual taxpayer ID number, which is like a social security number for someone who is not entitled to a social security number for whatever reason. Uh, and so that's that's kind of how they do it. Um, and, and sometimes they're using old or false social security numbers, which is like obviously an issue, uh, whatever, but, but there are ways that these people pay taxes. Uh, and so they are, so for those that are a member of the tax base, it seems just a crazy slap in the face not to be eligible for pandemic pay, um, for unemployment, not to be, uh, eligible for the, uh, the, the relief check. Uh, it, it fucking, it's really sad. Um, also on the front lines of the pandemic, you know, yeah, they're the essential workers, hospital workers. Yeah. All that stuff. You know, a lot of, you know, I, I, I know, uh, a a woman who basically was, um, you know, uh, a house cleaner for a family for 15 years, that family gave her one week of pay and, you know, they're very rich. They left the city and that was it. And she's, they didn't care whether or not she would survive, whether or not her family would survive, um, you know, that's it. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And this is a family that has, you know, children that were born in the United States, um, that just, that, what is their path? (laughs) What is their path? Um, okay. And I want to talk about, um, one more issue here, which is entertainment, the path forward on entertainment. Um, because, uh, it's phase four in Cuomo's four-phase reopening plan for New York. It's similarly the last thing on the docket for a phases. lot of states. But I just read some good news. In a survey, uh, 75% of respondents said they were more likely to return to cinemas upon their reopening if movie theaters implement certain safety measures. People are not against going back. Now, Dustin, yes. you are deeply connected to a comedy club here in New York City, which we love, um, the Grand Comedy Club in the West Village. Dustin, what do you think about the future of reopening? What does it look like to you? Uh, tell me everything. Um, well, let's, I mean, just thinking about going to a movie theater um, seems ridiculous to me because um, I feel like, uh, you know, the streaming and TV, you know, do you, you really need to go to a theater? I mean, I understand kind of this, you know, wanting to help the economy of entertainment, but, uh, I really don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go to movie theater. Um, and far as comedy and things like that, um, it's looking like it might kind of start to come together in New York. Um, my whole thing is once the bigger places start opening, I think we could start talking about stand up like Broadway and Carnegie Hall. And when things like that are happening, I have a feeling stand up is going to jump too early because there's a lot of shady people that run the whole thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of comics are <laughs> defiant. There's no union. Yes. So I, I feel like comics are going to be doing stuff probably earlier than they should. But um, far as opening a comic, we've discussed things like uh, plexiglass in front of the stage, um, temperatures. And apparently in Oklahoma, they did shows this weekend and in Dallas and uh, they were checking temperatures at the door. And they were having limited seating and things like that. But uh, I feel, far as stand-up comedy goes, I think we're gonna we're gonna combine this Zoom technology with the live shows. I, you would be an idiot not to simultaneously Zoom and uh, stream shows with a small live audience. So I think it's good. we're gonna end up combining the two because that's the only way you're gonna be able to make money is the people that are afraid to go out selling tickets to them online and then having the few people in the club, you know, pay tickets as well. But it's definitely gonna change the industry forever. I don't think it'll ever be like it was and for a very long time. 
But I think if totally. you combine technology with a live show, I think you might be able to make, you know, make a little more money doing it, I feel. But uh, uh, Z-Way, what do you think? Um, I definitely agree that this is like a watershed moment in American history that's going to change the way every industry is run, like fundamentally in ways we can't even surmise or believe or fathom. Um, as far as entertainment and whether movie theaters will be open, I, I mean, there are lots of problems that arise. One is the, the proximity is how disease spreads. So we have this pathogen that we don't know how it behaves, a virus rather, we don't know how it behaves. Um, there's also disposable income, right? We've had record job loss um, in the last nine weeks, uh, more than during the Great Depression. Who has disposable income to be attending comedy shows or attending films? So... I don't I don't know what'll happen um but I see lots of issues that arise. Uh, yeah, so I also I, one th mm -hmm. quick thing. I also feel the sure. uh, the bar of entertainment really has to be raised because I mean, you can't I mean, if you go to the movie theater, it better be a great movie at this point. Right? If you're risking your life. I mean, I heard they were going to shoot uh, Tom Cruise into space or something like for some movie they were doing. Like that awesome. would that's would be what it would take. Tom Cruise being <laughs> launched into space for me to risk my life to go see some movie. No, but you know totally. what I mean? Like it's really going to have to raise the bar. I mean, wow. yeah, Hangover okay. 4 like is not going to get me in the theater. I just want to say <laughs> that, like, I completely, I am so 5,000% more optimistic than both of you. I think why? Um, what I think is going to happen is like that there's going to be a painful period of figuring out what's safe and what isn't. And that period mm -hmm. is going to be annoying and painful. And we might lose a couple of institutions along the way. But I think when things sort of start to reopen, people have, and I certainly have, and I don't even have an eye-to-eye job in that sense, teleconferencing fatigue. Um, people have screen fatigue. I am like totally fucking over screens. Like I'm 100% over screens. I see, I had a like a happy hour thing with a bunch of friends on Saturday. And one of the people on there, like I think almost begrudgingly joined, he just like, which just was like so tired, didn't, he's like his whole job is on fucking teleconferencing. He just doesn't want to be on a screen. Like he only joined because it was a bunch of his friends, you know, but you could tell that he was kind of like, I don't even want to look at that screen. I don't even want to look at it, you know? And that I think is going to happen. This is sort of like the technology backlash that the human body is 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 programmed yeah. to yeah. experience because Zoom is yeah. not real. It creates a lot of psych. We talked about this on other shows. It creates, you know, the weird delays and blah, 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 creates a psychological fatigue that works on your subconscious, even if you're not exactly identifying the issue. And yeah. it makes people tired. And I think it's going to lead, and I'm going to say it right here, to a renaissance. That's right, a renaissance. Definitely. In live entertainment, Ooh. I am one of those people that cannot really? wait to go back to the theater. I'm also Ooh. I'm also surrounded by doctors. Like I, my dad is a doctor, my brother's a doctor. Okay, flex. I was, on the I was thank you, <laughs> I know, guys. And we have a really accomplished family. Um, I uh, I have um a, a couple of friends of mine are doctors. I was on the um on this happy hour call with one of them, mm. and the the way that all of these doctors and again you might have doctors and nurses in your family. My my husband's aunt is a nurse, frontline nurse. Um, the way that they talk about coronavirus is like wear a mask. Don't go towards coughing people. You'll be fine. Like 
they're a little bit like, stop making a big fucking deal about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's well. the, the, the <laughs> overwhelming the mood of the medical professionals in my family. And again, they might be weird. They might be, you know, uh, like c- complete outliers, but yeah, it seems I, like a big I'm deal, like, no? I'm like, yeah, if you are generally safe and like washing your hands and wearing your mask and keeping a distance, you can still do things, you know what I mean? And so yeah. that's kind of like where I am on. Is your, uh, is your family from Texas? Because I feel like that's what they're doing there. Like, no, I, <laughs> I mean, it's funny. And they're they don't not, care. Everybody's like, open. Nobody cares. I know what, not, one but, of these doctors yeah. is a New York City doctor. Yeah. Like my husband's aunt is um is um, in the uh, essentially suburbs of New York City. Like, like I said, frontline coronavirus, <laughs> the whole thing. Um, and. I think they're, you know, they're like, what? They're like, I think their attitude is like, we take this crazy risk every day so that you guys can just be reasonable and be and protect yourselves, but but so that you guys don't freak out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't think I'll ever, ever be the same. I don't care because I don't trust the people that are telling me that it's going to be OK. That's the problem. It's always constantly Is it going changing. to be OK? It's constantly changing. So, I mean, I, I don't ever want to touch a human being again. I mean, I'm. Oh, OK. That's bow, where we differ. I bow to people. When I see people, I'm going to bow. I'm not I'm not going to kiss, hug you ever. I'm sorry. I'm just Because who knows what's next? That's no. fair. That's fair. I'm the opposite in that I desperately want to hug every single person. Ugh, I'm not a hugger. I, mean. I was raised on little <laughs> human contact, yet suddenly I am so emotionally vulnerable. But I don't I I I am so skeptical of just things of it just all being fine. It just seems yeah. like there's no real yeah. plan. Maybe on a state level in New York, there is some semblance of a plan, but nationally. Um, so I don't see how we get out of this. Yeah. Even when it's better, there's like, okay, now there's murder hornets. Like, it, you know, it's just. Yes. Oh yes. Oh, and then there's the global warming and then like a little dash <laughs> yeah. of like death Ridiculous. on the side. And like, I like the zoom shows. I like stand up. You I, like zoom shows better really? than just like open Why up a do computer, like zoom do a shows? show. Then you're back in your apartment i don't mind it at all uh can i t- tell you guys uh, again on a hopeful note because you guys are not hopeful 91 <laughs> percent of surveyors said that theaters should have hand sanitizer stations throughout the building and that would make them go 86 86 are in favor of limited showtime 77 percent are in favor of uh staff wearing face masks um 70 of employees and 70 percent of employees getting their temperature checked before work um basically these are the measures they said if they put these simple measures in place opening cinemas they will 80 percent of them said they would they would go to the movies uh if these sa- simple safety measures were in place um and i i thought that was great um i mean i, I- thought that was really hopeful I really do miss going to Alamo Draft House and spending eight hundred dollars on nachos. Oh, what a great place. Yeah, oh, I, shout I out love, to Alamo Draft, Draft House, House. In, bo- in both Austin and New York. I love them. So I do. I do miss that luxury of like reclining in like a nice little chair as I watch um, Robert Pattinson um, act. He's <laughs> so make yeah, a great hopefully. He's gonna, he's gonna be a fantastic. Robert Pattinson is one of the greatest actors of our generation. Let's he's start good. there. He's good. Wow. Good time. He's fantastic. Was good time. I do not feel yeah, as strongly about time. that man. He was Wait, phenomenal what? in Good Time. He's I fantastic. Saw that movie. Great in Cosmopolis. He, yeah, I'm. I love. He's good. Robert Pattinson. I'm right. Twilight? I'm right there with you. Yep. Yeah. 
All right. On the note that Robert Pattinson is a great actor, why don't we take a quick break? So pale. And, uh, I love it. Let me know, guys. What do you think about entertainment coming back? Do you think there's going to be a renaissance um, the way I do? Or is your heart full of black sludge and uh, you don't think people will ever gather again? <laughs> like Dustin. No, um, I mean, my heart's full of digital memory and uh, virtual shows and like a technology going to the next level. That's where my heart is. I just want to point out for the a record. That the Spanish flu did not kill theater. Polio did not kill theater. You know this what I mean? This is worse They're... than the Spanish flu. Well, huh? I'm just, I'm just this saying. is worse than the Spanish the flu. The bubonic plague didn't kill fucking theater. Okay, Come now on. you have a point. Now you, now you, now you're spitting. <laughs> you know. What I mean? And that's what I'm afraid of, people spitting. You know? <laughs> but right now it's fine because you're on a screen. It doesn't matter. Spit all you want. But I need a guard. I need a sneeze guard. Uh, <laughs> all right, you guys. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Let me know what you think. And when we come back, we'll talk about other things. Today's show is sponsored by Pros. This is kind of, I feel like, you know, I'm on some sort of Lord of the Rings journey trying to figure out skincare. And I feel like this customized skincare line is really got my name on it. Basically, every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skincare, I tried the skincare just recently, is made to order and it's personalized. It's got a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs, like specifically you. And then the way they do it is you take this great, like in-depth quiz, basically. They analyze over 80 factors for a complete view of your life, your beauty goals, Um, Like I have oily skin that's also dry, which is just a fun little conundrum. I live in New York City. Like we've got these four seasons. My my face gets weird during seasonal shifts. Um, I all of these things I got to kind of talk about in like in answering the questions. Um, The other fun thing was they asked us at the end, like, do you like a creamy type of moisturizer or like a less creamy kind? And I was kind of like, I think like less creamy. And they were like, that's fine. Like you can do that, but we think for your skin type, creamier is better. And I never knew that. So I love that there's so much kind of personal information that goes into creating this. I got my stuff in the mail very quickly after I got a wonderful serum. Like I said, this very creamy moisturizer. Um, And this also very just delectably creamy cleanser that just kind of feel like I, I think it's possible that I've been washing my face with just like harsh harshness like many years because when I saw this cleanser I was like oh is this what it's supposed to feel like it's supposed to feel like a little bit of a delight on my face that's not what I've been doing so I don't know guys and here's the thing you don't have to take my word for it in a third-party double-blind dermatologist supervised controlled clinical study um, which is like the gold standard for research studies pros prove that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives which just sort of totally makes sense on a just logical level if you think about it. Just it makes common sense. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% of your first subscription order at pros.com slash 
fake the nation um, will be taken off. That's pros.com slash fake the nation. You get your free consultation and 50% off your one of a kind formulas. Uh, again, that's pros.com slash fake the nation. Go and get your just super personalized, luxurious skincare products and hair care products. That's what I'm going to try next. So pros.com slash fake the nation. I am the type of person that has subscribed to things and I have forgotten about those things. I have paid twice for a children's educational app. And I didn't know that I was paying twice for several months. Until that is, I discovered Rocket Money. And because I use Rocket Money, it just showed up all these things. The thing that I was paying twice for that made me incredibly angry. Thank God Rocket Money ended that for me. It also cancels the subscription for you. So you don't have to like go through the hassle of going to that site and figuring out how to cancel. They actually make canceling very difficult. I don't know if any of you have had the experience, but I have been on a like a roundabout eight exit nightmare trying to unsubscribe to something before. Rocket money eliminates that hassle. It also alerts you to an increase in subscription price. And this is something Rocket Money did for me. It negotiates a lower price for something you already subscribe to. So like for my cable bill, it got me a lower price. And I was very happy about that. Nearly 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about, which makes me feel better because I'm one of them. But it makes me feel terrible because what are we doing? Losing that money. Uh, I don't want to waste that money. And I know you don't want to waste that money. If you struggle with these kinds of purchases, if you struggle with finances in general, Rocket Money will help you with the budgeting, help you track your expenses, help you, like I said, cancel those unwanted subscription. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps you lower your bills so you can get back to saving. I mean, me and my husband have been on the warpath and rocket money has been a really big part of that. It has over 5 million users with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. The average member has saved up to $740 a year using the app's features, which is, I mean, that tracks for me. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions. Go to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Save the money at rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Folks, I feel like I've mentioned this before, but I tried other services that I was displeased with. And then a neighbor of mine was trying Factor. I had pulled them aside in the hallway and I was like, what are you feeling about this Factor? And they were like, it is delicious. You should definitely do it. So then me and my husband did it and we loved it. 
They are chef-prepared meals that arrive to your door. And then in two minutes, you could be eating them. Like, it's so simple and they're actually delicious. And for people like me who just sometimes, my schedule can be so maniacal between traveling in different cities and, you know, doing stand-up gigs. It's like I just don't have a typical schedule where I can plan, set aside time for cooking and all that stuff. So something like Factor really helps for me. The other thing that I love to do is try not to eat carbs. <laughs> so they have a keto option, which is fantastic. It's super delicious. They use premium ingredients. You can get stuff with like filet mignon and shrimp and truffle butter and broccolini and asparagus, right? Like real ingredients. There are no fuss, no mess meals. Um, they eliminate the hassle of having to prep. They're tailored to your schedule. Um, you can customize your weekly meals uh, with flexibility. You can pause or reschedule. I've actually done that. I've, pa I've both paused and rescheduled. Um, Factor is basically your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. We're celebrating Earth Day all month long. And look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for the lowest carbon footprint meals. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should head to factormeals.com slash fakethenation50 and use the code fakethenation50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. That's code fakethenation50 at factormeals.com slash fakethenation50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. And we are back and we're ready to talk about the ladies. Because you guys, countries with ladies are in charge. Countries with ladies in charge have had a better track record with coronavirus. We talked about this sort of briefly in the past episode, but now that more of the data is in, it's remarkable. Prime Minister Jacinta Ardern of New Zealand eradicated that shit. Angela Merkel in Germany has had far lower death rates um, in Germany than Britain, France, and Italy or Spain. Uh, the president of Taiwan has had remarkable success with testing and contact tracing and didn't even do a lockdown because that's how much of a success she had. The Prime Minister of Finland who, by the way, governs with a coalition of four female-led parties, which I thought was amazing. So there's a bunch of ladies in this situation. She's had 10% uh, as many deaths as Sweden, neighboring Sweden. Um, so basically, these ladies are totally killing it, uh, by which I mean they're keeping people alive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, why are these bitches so effective? Ayo, <laughs> you just call them bitches? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, in my attempt to be a feminist yeah. and I got really excited, I called them bitches. Anyway, it's a joke. Doesn't matter. We're all comedians, are we? I don't know. Am I canceled? My career is over. Welcome Resume to the comedian. last moment of my career. I can't career. wait to be canceled. Um, what do you think? Why are they? Why are these ladies so effective? Um, I think, I mean, women, they pay so much attention to detail. You know, I think that's that's number one. Have you ever <laughs> so seen a woman put on her makeup, take her makeup off or, you know, it's just it's it's very detailed. And I, I love women as leaders. I mean, I've, oh, I'm so women. comfortable with women telling me what to do my whole life, you know. So I, I think it's uh, 
you know, and women have compassion that men just don't have. I'll say it. And I, I don't mean to break my feminism, but there is a motherly quality that we need right now. People wow. are giving a shit about us. And I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. It's I no. mean, don't wow me. I've marched for Planned Parenthood. I'm just saying oh. that it's important to have somebody of compassion. I think women are better than men. How about that? That works, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I'm going to take it a step further. I think that women should have absolute power. What I'm saying is that the, we need more female dictators um, across the board. <laughs> Every nation state. Yeah, she didn't get elected. Um, we tried. What what what, uh, <laughs> what qualities do you think Z-Way women have that are making the, these kinds of numbers happen? So I, I honestly don't know. I think I believe like correlation is not the same as causation. So I really I love that this correlation shows that women led countries are thriving in this global pandemic. Um uh, what does it mean? It could it could mean a number of things. It could mean that the people who vote for women are more open and receptive to to it, analytics. I don't. I really have no idea. Um, it, I'm, it's encouraging. Um, can I? Uh, I just also I want to point out before I get emails about it uh, that these countries are extremely different from the United States. They're smaller. They they are much smaller. Uh, Only Germany has an economy that's remotely comparable. Um, Less diverse. uh, But even, but but Germany has a lot of diversity. So, I mean, I think Germany's the only one that's like sort of comparable and they're a G7 nation. So whatever, it makes sense. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, you know, countries like Taiwan and, um, you know, in Finland, just are just don't have the same d- geographic uh, diversity, uh, population diversity, economic diversity. I mean, they're not dealing with the same um, the the same beast. They are not dealing with the same beast. So I just want to point that out. It could just be that those ladies are fucking lucky, you know, that they put together a policy and it just worked out because their countries are like small and it's lucky. But exactly what you said. It's, it seems like it's always a trend. It's like, you know, when America's going through something, they're always like, well, this tiny little country it has figured it out this do way. It better. Yeah, yeah it, it's always yeah. that. That's All always right. the headline. So, right. And I, so I do want to say that because also I had, uh, you know, I, I, as listeners may know, I went to grad school for public policy and I had, uh, you know, when, okay, we were, go when we were trying in our little incubators to figure out universal health care in America, uh, there wasn't a professor who w- didn't completely shatter my dreams every class being like, those European countries are not America. Those European countries are not America. So I, that's always an argument. Um, but I also want to, I also want to let you guys know about another correlation that I found interesting, which is the countries that have the highest rate of coronavirus, the biggest, fat- the highest fatalities, um, the highest rates of transmission, just the, they're the most fucked, if you will, are the United States, led by Trump, Brazil, led by Bolsonaro, the UK, led by Boris Johnson, and Russia, led by Putin. Those are the countries that are the most fucked globally. And what is the correlation there? They're all strong men idiots. I mean, Boris Johnson, you can make a case for like being a different type of leader, uh, but he is a in the Trump vein of he fucking went to a hospital and shook hands with patients uh, because he was just like, this d- isn't a big deal. Um, so he was taking that this isn't a big deal tack early on and, of course, got the coronavirus, surprisingly. <laughs> um, I, so I think we can at, we should also point out that correlation. The countries with these types of dudes. Yeah, uh, all men with bad hair and narcissism. 
you know, that's men with bad hair and narcissism, narcissism. <laughs> now the qualities they don't have, um, again, if, if, if we can only talk about correlation and not causation, let's at least, I think the correlation is stronger when we make this case, the qualities they don't have is listening to experts, listening to people who disagree with them, any kind of humility, um, any kind of empathy, right? Like they don't generally have those qualities. Um, and that's something that we've seen, uh, from the women. Uh, I mean, am I, uh, am I wrong? <laughs> I thought I said all that in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin loves women. If you, if you remember. Right. Um, I, I also want to say, um, Something about, what do you guys think about this rhetoric of like, we must fight the enemy. The enemy is invisible. We oh, are yeah. taking the down the enemy. Like, does that kind of rhetoric work on a Clearly national not. level or, you know, versus someone like Jacinda Arden who's wearing sweatpants and doing, you know, fa- Facebook live streams to be like, guys, I'm really sorry this is happening. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> Well, we're not fighting it like the enemy. That's the problem is like um, in a war type scenario. And I can speak for a lot of my people of, you know, where I come from. And I feel like if it, you know, if it was a war situation where bombs were landing and so we wouldn't go outside, we wouldn't, you know, try to fight this and pretend or whatever. Right. And it, that it's not happening and all this stuff. And that's that's the thing is like people literally have to get it before they get it, you know, before they understand it or before they give yeah. it respect. And so it's, yeah, it's just ridiculous what's happening in Florida and, you know, across the country, people just going out way too soon. I mean, bowling alleys are open. Why do we need to, why are people bowling? Speaking of entertainment, like, just, that's the last place I want to be, putting my totally. finger, fingers in a ball <laughs> that somebody else has used. No, totally. That somebody else used. Guess- that's so ridiculous. No, okay, I just want to say again, like, I know I sound like I'm armed and I'm about ready to, like, go into the Michigan Capitol building, but, like, I'm not. (laughs) But I do think there are ways to reasonably open these places, like a bowling alley where the lanes, you can do every other lane, you can clean all of the balls in between playing. If, If a family is coming in and they're already quarantining together... And they're, you know, bowling alleys are sort of like very spacious places. Like that's yeah. not where you're going to get. Yeah. It's like going well, to a supermarket. They're spacious. You're That's not where you get. Yeah. The you said screen fatigue. I have uh, disinfected con- con- fatigue. You know, fatigue. Just wiping, yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, wiping fatigue. I can't I can't take it anymore. Like if, yeah. I have to, every well, t- if I have to go out and wipe everything down all the time, I, that's not fun. Well, and, I, and I also want to <laughs> actually this this is like back to the last a quick, quick pause on this segment. As we go back to the last segment, I was talking to someone who was the former uh, she was at, she was a bit higher up at the Met for many many years. Um, I've, I've, Christine Coulson, we've uh, talked about her. I, I've I've uh, I've promoted her book on their show, which is wonderful. It's called Metropolitan Stories. Anyways, she um, I was talking to her about like, do you have any inside intel on the museums? And again, the governor put museums in phase four of of reopening sometime in August, and you know, people like her who have museum experience. Um, are really like what are are baffled by why museums are so late because museums have like 
you know, like the Met has like 9,000 square feet, something ridiculous, some ridiculous number of square feet. They yeah. know exactly the kind of numbers that they get. Uh, people are not allowed to touch anything in a museum. So there's no True. like surface touching. Um, and so they're, you know, they're really big, spacious area. The typical museum is really like perfect for pandemics of this nature, right? Um, with it, with some safety measures in place, a museum is is as safe as a movie theater, of course, like even safer. Uh, and so oh, yeah, I would never consider a movie theater safe. I don't know. Last Sorry, week, what? I, mean, I, did, I didn't hear you, Zue. What'd you say? Oh, well, you, no, I was I was making a joke about how you said they were, they were safer than movie theaters. And I was like, oh, I never, that was never on my safe meter, <laughs> movie theaters. <laughs> I, never, I don't I know. Like, like, I don't know, I mean, last week I went to the Louvre and it was amazing. <laughs> I was just, I, and I literally uh, virtual went through everything. It was so fun. Oh, really? I, got, I just got so close to the actual paintings. and then. Oh, was, my gosh. Honestly, a better experience than going to the actual Louvre. Yeah, well, I've been there as well. But it was fun to just, you know, just be in the virtual moment. I'm making the well, best. Okay. Of it. But um I love but team virtual versus team hard. The the female male divide here um when yes. it comes to uh leadership. Let's talk a little bit about the governors. Like in the United States context where we have female governors and male governors, what is working uh over time? Is it gender or is it political bias? Like, does the gender of the leader matter or is the or is the political leaning of the leader matter in the United States context? The political leaning matters. You, you think it trumps uh, the 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 leadership style? Um, I don't believe that there's any inherent. I just I, I, I suppose that men and women are different in like the classic sense that we're taught in like school. But I don't believe in any inherent privilege for being a woman leader versus a male leader. You can be a really bad leader that's a woman. You can be a really good leader that's a woman. You, like, so in that regard, as far, so is that what you're asking? Yeah, I mean, well, I guess one of the things that uh, we read about in in um, researching this topic was that female, by the way, we read a piece by Amanda Taub in the New York Times. Yeah. Um, she pointed out that female governors didn't impose lockdowns faster than men. Yes. Uh, because political bias basically f- muffled female leadership qualities. That's her argument. Republican governors in the United States, male and female, uh, this is from the article, quote, took longer to impose stay-at-home orders than Democrats did. So basically, it, there, the the whether or not you took the pandemic seriously and acted quickly was a Democrat-Republican divide yeah, among governors, exactly. not a female-female one. Yeah, and I think that, that that tracks for sure. You can what the leader you are is based on like where you're coming. Your ideology. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm more afraid of a female Republican than. Anyone, actually. Why? Because, because if anyone that's fighting, if you're a Republican and you're a woman, that just feels ridiculous to me that you would be completely against everything that a woman should have as far as freedoms and things. So that, that really frightens me when someone is leaning right as a woman. I just mm. feel like that's just, I don't know. That's I, it's, a, it's, it's a great, sometimes I get a little weird pang in my heart just remembering that Nikki Haley might run in 2024 and she might <laughs> <laughs> How could she? Did, win? Is that what you're talking about, Dustin? Like that our yes. first female president will be someone like her? You know, which I mean, Absolutely. look, maybe she'll change my mind, or I don't know. Doubtful. I'm so far left, anyways. But uh, our first female but, president but, um, is going to be Bethany. You know, and, and, or like you know, or yeah, that a Margaret Thatcher situation happens here feels so much more. 
I don't want to say likely. And again, I'm hopeful. I, I uh, look, Joe Biden will pick Elizabeth Warren and she will end up being our president. And it's fine. So everything's going to be fine. Um, <laughs> do they get along? They don't get along, do they? <laughs> Wait, I don't want to I don't want to fill you guys up with false hope. But Joe did a bunch of tweets about E-dubs like the other day. Did he? I don't did buy really? it. Yes. Wow. She fucking it laid in. Again, talk about leadership, female leadership. She fucking laid into Steve Mnuchin about, um, you know, him helping his corporate buddies. And it was fantastic. She did not let up. And she was just every bit as Elizabeth warren as she has ever been. She's uh, great. And Joe Biden tweeted like these like I'm impressed, and I, uh, I'm, a, I, I'm, a, you know, I'm honored that Elizabeth Warren is fighting in the Senate for blah, blah blah. Like he wrote these really lovely tweets about her, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, Trump she's, is she's so bad that even Native Americans are supporting her now. Like that's how bad. <laughs> <laughs> so problematic. We're like, go, let's go. Oh my gosh, <laughs> totally, one hundred percent. That's that's awesome. Um, okay. Any last thoughts on females? Um, <laughs> Just females I'll let you in guys general. close that out. I'll let you guys close this no. <laughs> Any last thoughts? No, I I hope we don't get canceled for this conversation. <laughs> what what exactly about this conversation makes you feel like we might get canceled? Referring to women as females to start. Uh, okay. We can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a base level. <laughs> well, I don't actually think that's base level. I think that's um that's something that's not mainstream. Can you can you talk to us a little bit yeah, about why that might get us canceled? Offensive. Why it's offensive to I so I I I'm not someone who is easily offended. Um honestly, that's just where we're going to start. But I know that referring to someone as female feels like reductive and there's a difference between a woman and female um anatomy. Um, presenting. Sure. Yep, yep. So, so yeah. So I, so, so the, uh, just gender is such a complicated It's really issue. complicated. How would you refer to them? To these leaders? Yeah. Yeah, women, I guess. Women, if that's okay, how they women. identify. Women. Um, yeah. So you could yeah, say woman, honestly, just not female. Okay. I, well, I mean, it's not that, like, I don't want to be binary and say this is what you have to do because I, I can't tell you how to speak. No, I'm more curious. I'm more curious. Yeah. yeah. No, this is, I, I love this conversation, yeah. Z-Way, and I'm, I'm so, like, really fucking glad you're here because uh, these are things I get, and, and for you, it's baseline. I think for for mainstream Americans, they don't, they may not even see the difference in, in the two words. They may, you know what I mean? So like, it's really helpful to kind of like raise these issues. Is there anything else about the conversation that made you feel like we might get canceled Um, that we weren't sensitive about that we weren't sensitive about? No, I'm not the sensitivity police. I'm not. No, 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 I know, no, I know. If you, if you were, if you, if you were in the shoes of the sensitivity police, is there anything that like raised your hackles? Um, I, well, I just think everything I say from the moment I open my mouth to the moment I shut it is going to get me canceled. 100%. So, that yeah, is and I, the I, life I, of comedy. Yeah, and I spell women with a Y, so, you know. <laughs> aye, 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 aye. Um, all right. Well, Problematic. Uh, <laughs> Problematic lights like... Audience members. Audience members, let me know. Uh, what you think and if uh, anything <laughs> if we're canceled. this Let us conversation know if we're was offensive to you and by the way me calling them bitches was totally a joke <laughs> because I <laughs> that's where the emails are right there 
read as I a know. joke because I was like, I'm about to like <laughs> fucking really support female leadership yeah. right now for a full segment. And then I started off that way. Anyways, it was a joke for me. Maybe it was a terrible joke. I'm sorry. But like, I just do a joke. Again, again, we never know if this is the end of our careers. Oh, um, no. No, let's yeah. just do a blanket apology. Anything we've said that you guys were offended by, please know that it, it did not come from us. It was, we were possessed by the spirit of the pandemic. Um, and <laughs> that's that. And don't that's back. right. Possessed by the spirit of the pandemic is the title of this episode. Um, <laughs> all right, you guys, let us move on to topic number three. We're experiencing peak singledom. Single people are figuring out how to build IKEA credenzas on their own. Um, they're getting groceries and finding sanity on their own. But at the same time, couples are being ridiculously coupley. And uh, going into their – so we read a piece in The Atlantic by Jenny Hogan. It's called Singles and Couples Are More Divided Than Ever. Um, I'm just going to read a little quick uh, uh, excerpt from the piece to help solidify this argument. Uh, the premise, she wrote, there isn't space anymore for the type of dating I used to like best, casual, in between. The only two options left are alone and together. In our heightened states, I'm noticing tension between me and my coupled friends as I struggle to understand what it's like to quarantine with a partner, and they struggle to understand what it's like to quarantine with that one. I worry that the chasm between the singles and the couples is growing too wide to cross. Um, now, uh, I uh, has quarantine life amplify has quarantine life uh, amplified the single couple divide for you guys where are you in your uh in your situations dustin um well i'm in a couple you know and okay, uh, we've been together forever. Uh, he's with uh, he's okay, with a woman flex. i love very much over <laughs> 10 years plus and uh i that's that's kind of one of the reasons that i don't want to go out too soon because i'm really enjoying this quality time and because uh, we don't get to see each other, both comics, we're on the road a lot. We're both kind of mixing schedules. And so it, I'm not going to lie. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, you know, <laughs> I could do without the wiping down everything every five seconds. But far as just getting to know each other better and laughing more and spending quality time, and it's actually been great. We started a podcast together and that's been cool. It's kind of like our couch to your couch kind of experience. And uh, it's really brought us closer together. And but I also feel that, you know, it's I feel bad for people that maybe were in a rocky relationship right when this started. I can imagine that, you know, just being in this situation with somebody you don't get along with or, you know, that kind of thing. But I don't know. I, I don't know if there needs to be a divide or a weirdness. I mean, sometimes we feel bad because we don't want to post that we're having too much fun to people that are single. <laughs> you know, I was like, hey, yeah. look, I made tacos again and everybody's happy and I have someone who loves me, you know. Meanwhile, <laughs> there's somebody they're just talking to their cat or whatever. So, I, you know, I, I we try to be conscious of it, you know, that's for sure. Zigway, what's your setup? I'm single. Okay, Thanks. so thank you. Thank you. The, panel yeah. repre- the panel represents. <laughs> yes, How's this is it a diverse way. Um, how has it been? Um, lonely, I suppose. But overall, um, I'm glad that I'm not stuck with someone I hate. Yeah. So there exactly. are worse. There are, you know, it's like I, this is not ideal, right? Because I, I am horny. Famously. <laughs> famously, famously, famously. These are where the emails come in, right here. <laughs> <laughs> but with that the being emails said, of support for like, yes, horniness. Oh God, like, what's her female email? dictators yeah, horny. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but I I'm getting a lot of work done. I'm spending time with myself. I'm following. I'm going on dates with myself. You nice, know, and nice. you know what? That's really the love that we hope to accomplish in a lifetime. And wow, I just feel like I'm one of the essential workers. 
Have Being you single. done any like uh, <laughs> like socially distant walking or something like with? Friends? I don't leave my house. I so I stay my ass indoors because it's a global pandemic, and I know that when I go outdoors, I put myself more at risk than when I'm indoors. So I have not seen anyone that is not my roommate. Um, and so that yeah, but I am online, so that's nice. I just downloaded Tinder, Hinge, and Raya. Um, and that, those oh, are, bleak. what's the thing with Raya? Can you just tell me? I'm so Raya curious. is like the dating app for celebrities. Oh, that's right. That's but right, I'm not a celebrity. Right. I'm not a celebrity. Um, at all. To me, um, you're a celebrity Z way. Oh, I'm not. You both are. <laughs> no, that well, is, would, that, that like is a bleak say, definition. I mean, first of all, coupling in New York is way different than coupling across the country. Cause I see totally. people uh, who have a house and a car and I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not the same as being in a small New York apartment with someone. You totally. know, we have nowhere to go like you have a backyard you can get in your car like that's a whole nother experience but when you're just in a very small apartment you know that's a that's a whole nother thing that if you can you can overcome that i mean you know what i mean like there's nowhere to go if i get mad i gotta go in the corner you know what i mean like there's nowhere <laughs> to really escape so i think if people are getting along in a new york apartment i think that's another level of love Oh my, I, think, I can't totally. agree with you more. Yeah. It seems like with uh, this, like this circumstance of quarantine is either going to get people married or get them like split up. And there's really no in between. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's no, you're either going hell or high water. Yeah. Yeah. I can Absolutely. see that. Um, I also want to point out just again, so that we don't seem insensitive, that there are people trapped in couples that are abusive and that is a real shitty situation. Um, that's not the, the topic at hand, uh, but I just want to point that out that yeah. I recognize that and how horrible that can be. And we've even seen already uh, some mortality from that particular instance of being in a couple that's abusive during the pandemic and where you have very little place to escape. Um, but I, what do you think about couples, and I, I don't know if you guys know any, uh, of that are in an early stage relationship – and they're still like seeing each other, like they're still basically seeing each other a couple times a week or whatever. Um, are you, does does that piss you off? Is that what do you think of that? Well, I I think this is great for people uh, starting a relationship. As far as a Zoom thing, because I'm a big fan of that uh, TV show Love Is Blind, and basically <laughs> oh, yeah. these people they had to talk to each other before they ever had human contact or even saw each other. So there's something to be said about getting to know each other before there's physical and all that stuff. So I th I bet some good relationships are going to spawn from this, from people just actually getting to know each other through conversation as opposed to you know hooking up so quickly. And we know how that can go. Sometimes I don't know. I just I I would think that would be a good thing. Of course, I'm not single, so I don't know for sure. But I feel like, you know, there is a moment where people are getting to know each other a lot more than they would before. I think. Right, that it's really about the chat and not about yeah. the fucking. Yeah, uh, fucking's great, but um, fucking is you know, great. But you have Did to you talk to that person. Shout out afterwards. to fucking. <laughs> but you got to talk to him when it's over. True, it doesn't last true. forever. You, you got to, you know. So you should want to talk to the person you're with. That's for sure. So Zwe, are you? Have you started the apps yet, or are you just in the download phase? I know I'm on them, but. I end up just having to give people advice being like, you know, just be like a nice person. Like all my conversations aren't very flirty. I don't think I'm a good flirty text person. I'm more of a like, hey, you can do it. Like, don't be sad. <laughs> you're like the 
you're like yeah. a motivational speaker at like, texting. Yeah. Like, legit, Don't call me like, a female. On, yeah. Legit, like legit. Like on Tinder, I'm like Oprah. I'm like, you go, just have to harness your true self and like believe and you can achieve. Like it's actually wild. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, the... Uh, the author suggests that there's always been tensions in friendships between singles and couples. Do you agree that there's been tensions in those friendships? I, I've, I've been thinking about my own, and I I have... So, so my quarantine situation has obviously been with a husband and a baby, listeners know. Um, and... Um, and, and and any of the and – and I've complained about this before – any of the boredom or whatever that people have experienced, I guess specifically boredom, I have not experienced at all, not a single moment because I'm with a 17-month-old. So she just wow. fully does not allow that. And so um, – and your that husband has, is pretty awesome too. He's and my husband. Yeah, I think <laughs> I would be uh, quarant- I, if I could be quarantined with him, it would be fun. Just touch Sinatra and football. You know what I mean? Like he's a good dude. No, he's a good dude. He's a really oh. good dude. Um, and and it, again, and I do think it's one of those. I I I, I mean, I, like a little bit like Dustin. I feel like we are. We've just proven that our that our coupledom is correct. (laughs) We have validated the fuck out of this relationship throughout (laughs) this quarantine, and like that's been nice. Again, you know, not something uh, I I scream at the top of my lungs, but um, yeah, one of those lucky lucky things. Um, But I I we have like a like a actual straight up I think half and half mix of couple friends and single friends and that's been really interesting just in our lives we just have that mix and two of the people that are kind of in our quarantine circle that we see at the park all the time like for mostly for the kids sake is a single mom with a baby that's near my baby's age and and a single dad who has partial custody of his kid and um and we so it in terms of like family stuff like we see these these two single people all the time um and then my single friends i don't you know it's funny cuz the 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 article talks a lot about like people being worried about their single friends and being like are you okay like is this a tough time for you my yeah. single friends the you know are not the the parent ones because they're just busy. You know, uh, I don't even think they're just like, thinking about love or romance or anything like that right now. Um, the but the but the single ones um, are, uh, I you know, weirdly they're fine. Like they were fine before the pandemic, and they're fine now. Like yeah, they've it, got their well horned shtick with themselves, their well honed yeah. shtick with themselves, and so I haven't been like that worried about them. And I call, I talk, you know, we chat or whatever, but um, I don't know. I feel like in New York city, there's, if you're a cup, I mean, so many people choose to stay single for so long or so many people choose to um, not have kids. Like in New York, there's so many different structures and they're really tightly knit together. It's hard to kind of separate yourself. Yeah. And it also depends on how much work you've done on yourself um, in this situation before, you know, that's a great therapy is so easy with this zoom thing. That's been nice. But I remember when I was single and, you know, distraught or whatever, and I would hate to see, you know, couples making out or whatever, like, you know, it depends where you're at (laughs) in your mental life. You know what I mean? Like if you're "Eh." happy with yourself, then you're going to be fine with people having love. You're not going to get weird about it because that's just ridiculous. That's, that's exactly it. That's exactly (laughs) it. Yeah. Uh, Z-Way, what have you, uh, 
have you note? Is there a, a divide with friends who are in couples for you? I mean, perhaps in this in that before BQ before quarantine or BC before <laughs> Corona, rather, um, we there would be a divide in the sense that like you couldn't hang out with a friend because they had to see their boyfriend or girlfriend, or they were talking about their boyfriend or girlfriend incessantly. I, during Corona, I don't feel I don't feel a divide between my singles and my couples. Um, at all, I so I celebrate love, um, self love, and uh, relationship love. Um, so I don't, I don't know, I don't see, I don't see any beef. There's no war. I think we're all really just like trying not to die um, <laughs> from a virus, <laughs> right? You know, it's like that's right. the least I mean, of my in concerns. That sense, Who's fucking yeah. who? And yeah. then I think single people, when the movies open, they should, you know, maybe get a dummy kind of situation, and then that would create social distancing. They could just. No. <laughs> well, you know what's what? interesting? Put like a dummy in the seat next to them. In the seat know? next to you. Yeah, just so they look, they keep, they keep uh, them apart. We talk, actually, there's a restaurant. Um, I don't, this, we talked oh, yeah, about this yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on, uh, yeah, on yeah. Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I don't know if I ended up in that, in the final show, but there's a restaurant in Washington, D.C. or yeah. in the suburbs or something of D.C. I don't remember exactly where, where they're going to, they get to open at half capacity and the other half of the tables are going to be filled with dummies that are so dressed funny. in outfits and uh so i I know i love some people were like that's fucking totally creepy uh and other but to me i was like i immediately want to go there by the way it's like a michelin like a three-star michelin restaurant it's like a real would be great for stand-up i mean we could work that'd be so funny to do crowd work with the dummies you know oh god stop it i mean absolutely (laughs) that's perfect for (laughs) stand-up completely cut to like a blank face but it's not the dummy (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i'm the regular what are you talking about i'm the audience He's a dummy. <laughs> Why aren't you laughing? No, you're a dummy. No, I'm a regular guy. It's not funny. Yeah. I'm a human being. I just hate you. Um, it's like, oh no, I, this I, is worse. I did want to mention on the, the close of this. I don't think that there's been a single. I, I guess the premise of this article that there's been a singles couples divide. You know, I'm sure that has you feel that been way? the yeah. case for some people. Um, but what the my thing is, there's been an extrovert introvert divide. Yes. Because, yes. Yes. Uh, and I don't know where you are, Z-Way, on the extrovert-introvert spectrum. Where would you say you are? I am an extrovert rising, but an introvert sun. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am an extrovert 100%, not on the cusp, deeply in it. Um, and so for me, I've noticed that, like, I'm just itchy. Like, I, I, like... You know, I go and get a coffee every morning from this place, and uh, the 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 guy is like my new best friend that sells yeah. me the coffee. We have like a nice, like you know, ten feet apart, masked conversation, and I look forward to it absolutely oh my every gosh, day. That's sweet. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like a reluctant uh, extrovert, like then, and that's what that's what I'm afraid of. Is this is it's I'm so comfortable now. I mean, not having to see people and because um, I don't I do miss a lot of people, a lot of my friends, a lot of you guys. Right. But then I don't miss a lot of the stupidity, you know, of people, right. people saying Dealing nasty with things. shit. Can yeah. I get a spot or like, you know, just saying, you know, condescending. Thing. You know, there's a lot of it I don't miss as far as the human experience. And then, you know, it's like right. I won't miss I won't miss shitty people. I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> I've enjoyed right. I'm. I'm secretly enjoying the in. I secretly enjoy not having to be obligated to go anywhere. That yes, feels very powerful. Nice. That feels powerful to me. But I do miss. I miss. I miss this. I miss it. <laughs> I miss <laughs> our old life. 
<laughs> Am I sobbing? <laughs> what if I was crying blood? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I think Zoom has a has a feature, a crying blood feature. They do, yeah. You gotta get um, the premium version. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I think that the, the divide is extroverted introvert, and that is uh, the friends of I I've had more than one conversation in the last week with friends of mine who are in couples where there's yeah. one extrovert and one introvert, yeah. and the extrovert has been like let's go outside. And the introvert's like, no, thank you. And they've had to like come up with, you know, okay, they're going to just leave on their own and go do, do more outdoor adventures, uh, safe outdoor adventures, um, on their own. Epidemiologists say that being outside is like really safe. So keep that in mind. Um, but a far apart from people, whatever. Um, so yeah. So like people, I think that's the, the thing. If you're, if you're in a mixed extrovert introvert coupling uh there might be some interesting issues there yeah i also think alcohol helps a lot um the fact that i'm (laughs) sober is like a whole that's what makes me not want to go out i think when i see people like in these you set up bars on the sidewalk and they're drinking margaritas and you know you're less likely to be paranoid about all the things that you could catch and all that stuff when you you know when you've thrown a few back but when you're sober you're just constantly thinking about it oh there's so many cases of chlamydia that will agree with you Wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Um, we'll leave it on that uh, fucking STD note. That's, that's a drop mic right there. Get tested. <laughs> <Mic drop>. um, <laughs> Sparked by uh, Trojan all right, you Horse. Guys, uh, that is the end of the show. And uh, I just want to ask what uh, briefly makes you feel hopeful? That well, wow! I got this nothing. Is a long pause. Uh, what briefly? I, I'm doing this new cartoon. I'm doing this new animation called "Tuning Out the News," um, and we interview real people. So we interviewed Alan Dershowitz this week, um, and we interviewed Mark Cuban and like Deval Patrick, and it's really it makes me hopeful to watch these prominent figures in society talk to cartoons. Uh, <laughs> like that's just like yeah, so I, silly. I, yeah, it's I so think funny. we're gonna rise out that's of this. Nice. You know, yeah. I feel like there's going to I'm hoping people are going to change and there's going to be more compassion in humans. And I think we're I think we're going to become better people because I'm hoping because we miss the regular things so much and being around each other that we, you know, we took it for granted. And the fact that it got taken away, I would think that like when we're actually out, we're actually in the world and we're doing things. I think I think people are going to be a little little better. I mean, at least, you know, I mean, there's people that right now aren't you know, they're going out and creating problems and stuff. But I feel I don't know. It's changed me a lot. Like, I won't take it for granted anymore, you know. Absolutely. I, I like I like both of those things. Um, and uh, well, I, I'm I'm hopeful for the renaissance. <laughs> there, there, there is a renaissance. a renaissance. For sure. You know, well, I, just get ready for a lot of uh, drive-in comedy shows. You know, I know I have a lot of friends who are doing comedy shows in parking lots. So really? that's, that's the kind of stuff that's happening now. People are just doing parking lot comedy shows and things. I think that will be the first phase of stand-up. Before the inside clubs start, like small clubs, I think will be last. But there's going to be a lot of outside venues. That, and I feel safe with that. I would do an outside show. You know, oh. something uh, park shows. Those things are going to yeah, 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 are going to yeah, be yeah. Uh, you know barbecues and things like that. That I think that's the first phase of you know entertainment with comedy. I think part of people going out and performing it. Yeah. So get ready. Um, well, you guys, I would love for the people of Fake the Nation to be able to follow you and all the good stuff that you do. Zway, where do they find you? You can find me at Twitter. 
on Twitter at Z-Way, Z-I-W-E, or on Instagram at Z-Way-F at Z-I-W-E-F. Uh, Dustin. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dustin underscore Chafin one F. And also follow my uh, podcast. I'll leave you with a special quarantine edition on Patreon Ooh. with the lovely, very talented Leah Bonima. And we talk about all the stuff that we're going through uh, as a couple and how to keep it light, what we're watching, what we're cooking and that kind of stuff. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. So check that out. I'll leave you with this Patreon edition. Um, and you guys know where to find me in all of the social medias that I hate. And uh, you, oh, I was on last week's episode of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I don't know if Ooh. I mentioned it last week, but if you want to catch that, it was a really fun one. Um, and uh, I told you last week about the video that I did with Caring Across Generations, which is a really great organization that um, that lobbies and uh, advocates uh, for uh, domestic workers and care workers. Um, and uh, so check out that video. It's pinned to my Twitter. Um, and uh, and support them sign up for their mailing list uh donate um do do what you can and also um i'm gonna have more pandemic freebies in terms of content next week uh more streaming stuff so wait for that um what i would really like to do is thank the people that make fake the nation happen uh that's our producer anita flores our audio engineer andy christens gabrielle wrote our theme music lily help flush lily fleshler helps with research and listeners we'd love to hear from you send us your feedback topics we should be chatting about guest ideas we should add you can leave us a voicemail at 331-901-0005 or you can drop us a line at comments at fakethenation.com if you like what you hear please leave us a review on apple Podcasts. it helps people find out the show oh i also want to point out we have like a voicemail you know snafu so you left us a voicemail in the last couple of months it's possible we just completely didn't get it so this is a new number again it's 331-901-0005 and so sorry if you've left us a voicemail in the last couple of months we didn't realize this this was happening uh but they were not coming through so um we will be extraordinarily more responsive now that we have a functioning number um you all are so delightful i am uh, i am hopeful for all of you we will touch each other's hands again (laughs) see you next week